0: This week on the Fake Outrage Report, preteen marriages, ballerina shit, and more election stuff if you can stand it.
1: Salutations, boys and girls. Welcome back to the Fake Outrage Report. Phil Kazi here with you, as always.
0: Sandeep Sen, how's it going? Uh, going well. Um, how's your week been? Oh, it's been pretty lousy. Uh, enjoying <laughs> enjoying. You know what? It's it's I think it's going to be cool. I think there's some dignity being part of like the resistance, you know, like resistance. Like, you know, like the rebels of Star Wars. I feel like we're the rebels of Star okay, Wars. Okay, and what are now. you
1: referring to exactly?
0: I'm referring to the total decimation of uh of the uh, Democratic Party and the uh the total domination of now Donald Trump and the Republican Party. Yeah. If there is someone that was the closest to someone like a Darth Vader type character, of any politician, <laughs> it has to be Donald <laughs> Trump, right? I mean, yeah. He, yeah, he's not as well-spoken as Darth Vader, though. He has, he has a weird crown on his head, like <laughs> just like Darth Vader, like it's, just, it's abnormal and, you know, evil looking. Yeah. Darth
1: Vader had the breathing and he has the sniffles. So I feel right. like, uh, that's definitely one angle to look at
0: there for sure. Now, and you also have a big weekend coming up, right? Cause you are doing what this weekend? I am in the Boston comedy festival, uh, leaving tomorrow. Uh, my first match is tomorrow night, or the first round, I guess, how it, how it goes, and then you advance if you... you... You did really well in Iowa last week. It was Indianapolis. I was in oh, the right. uh, Trial um, by Laughter Comedy Festival, yeah. where I made the finals. So I made it past two rounds, a quarterfinals and a semifinals.
1: And Boston, I imagine, is a little harder, right? I'm going
0: to assume that. East Coast, a little stiffer competition. All right, a lot, lot more concentration of good comedy. That's comics. pretty awesome.
1: Good for you. Do you feel confident? Do you feel good?
0: I feel good, you know, I just enjoy performing and and hanging out with other comics and and meeting them, and um yeah, you're one of the guys who really behind the scenes, you're more one of the happier people you're you're not angry or bitter towards people. you
1: actually enjoy hanging out and drinking with people and just performing and being happy go lucky
0: yeah, and it's fun to do comedy outside of new york we mm-hmm. I think New York is like an is expensive it? private school of comedy <laughs> you know there's that. <laughs> I it's, 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 we just get beat on the, you know, the nuns just beat us on the hands all the time. And then then we go out and then I feel like we're really well prepared for like... You know, it's funny. Evan Jones, who was the first very first guest on this
1: show last winter, um, he said that. He said that like uh, living in New York, you become an unstoppable joke monster because it's like a boot camp here. You have to work so fucking hard. Right. To
0: get eight drunk people to laugh. I mean, your shit has to yeah. be so tight. You have to grab their attention right away. I'm doing late nights. Which is just, you know, after the regular show ends, whoever sticks around, they'll put you on. <laughs>
1: Whoever's too drunk to get up out of their chair, pretty and much. And so then when
0: you get in front of, like, a crowd of 100 people, <laughs> I mean, your fucking shit is so tight. It, it's, yeah, it, you're pumping, You man. develop up a, a material that you don't you didn't realize it has that rhythm because it's never been done in front of, like, a real audience. Fuck yeah. So if you're in Boston this
1: weekend, hopefully this comes out by this weekend. If you're in Boston this weekend, go check out the Comedy Festival. Go see some brown humor there. And we always meet our guests up front here in the show. Amanda Gale, how's Hi. it going today?
2: Very well, thank you. Awesome. Happy to be here in this gorgeous apartment.
1: Yeah, seriously, Sandeep Sen is, does not go cheap here. That's where we are this week. We're, That's why you got to get a roommate.
0: I'm 40 years old and I have a roommate. You're but, not
2: 40. huh? You're not 40. I am.
0: and uh, That's a strong 40, isn't it? That's cool. right. Those brown guys all have that cross serious fit. genetics. It's all
1: that. <laughs> <Well>, people <laughs> never believe me when I tell mom I'm 30. People think I'm like fucking 23. So yeah. I'm in the same boat as you are, man.
0: Yeah, we're drinking all we those. Some... We have the same antioxidant diet. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Phil actually eats very healthy, though. I indulge in carbs and, uh, you know, I'm going to give <laughs> up the six pack. But uh, Phil Phil sticks to it. He's pretty good. Uh, yeah,
1: th- I don't know. Depends how drunk I am. I-, I recently discovered there's a Dunkin' Donuts five blocks from my new apartment. So that might go by the wayside for a few weeks. I'm not going to lie. Let's get into some outrage, you guys. Oh,
2: God, outrage.
1: So, anger. We're going to, you know what? Let's let our guest uh, choose her own adventure today. We have two topics ready to go. Do you want to do ballerina outrage or do you want to do prepubescent incest marriage outrage?
2: Uh, let's go with prepubescent.
1: Prepubescent incest es- marriage. Yes,
2: that one. Say that five times fast. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that is kind of a mouthful, yes, isn't it? Yeah.
2: At least I people like are going to get a
1: mouthful soon of their cousin. Oh god. Oh god. Okay. Anyway, that didn't that that joke didn't need to happen. <laughs> anyway, in Egypt. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Uh, you know, I, I look younger than I am. Apparently, my voice is cracking like I'm fucking going through puberty again. Um, this happened in Cairo, Egypt. A man named Nasser Hassan was uh, at his eldest son's wedding, and he wanted to, quote, double the joy, and so he announced that his other son, his younger son, is also set to get married to his cousin, who's 11. But it's okay, because the boy is 12,
0: so, I mean, I think, does that make it okay, you think? Well, I mean, at least he's not robbing the cradle. You know, they're in the same... (laughs) Yeah, they're in the the same same age, they're in the same peer peer group. (laughs) You know they'll play with the same toys and stuff. You know it's not totally weird. I mean, if you have a twelve year old marrying a seven year old, that's just that's just fucked up. <laughs> yeah, but if she's eleven, I guess it's fine. You know she's seen some of the world by then.
2: Yeah, so this is Egypt.
0: This is she Egypt. can do long division by then. I mean, if she can do right. long division,
2: yeah, she's. Pop- I'm sure she's gotten her period by then.
1: I don't know if she has. I mean, eleven 11- by eleven. I don't know what the – what's the standard age for periods? It depends.
2: I, don't, I mean, if you're American with American diets, probably like nine because it's –
0: Because hormones and the – Yeah, and American
2: yeah. women get their periods early. So when did I, yours
0: kick in, Amanda? No, oh, boy. Yeah. Well, you guys want
2: to know or is that not sexy? Hard-hitting journalism. <laughs> I thought, I <laughs> Talk don't, about things
0: what the, <laughs> We should know the range, right? We should. Well, I
2: was 11, but I, I okay. think 13, but, it, you know, it, I think that's early. 11's early, but I think in American culture with diet, back to diet, you know, women get it earlier
0: get it earlier sorry maybe she maybe she she was pre-period
2: yeah
1: i don't think that matters to the uh, consequence of the rest of the conversation we're about to have but probably not but uh, thank you guys for bringing that up okay well Uh, it's um, a sign of womanhood
2: well yeah i mean well okay so i guess the the most outrageous part of the story i mean their cousins how are they first are they second were they
1: you know the article did not specify that's an excellent question but also does it matter
2: Well, first cousins, I guess, you know, the the genetic mutation will be like nuts, right? Like the offspring is going to be like three, like three hands. I don't don't know.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Well, why did it become outrageous? Because I I thought in that part of the world, I mean, this isn't. This isn't that outrageous, or how did it become? Well, it's not out of the ordinary in that part of the world, and we'll get to that in a second. Uh
1: Uh, But apparently, the outrage arose because there were some pictures online of like the kids all like gussied up because they were at their his older brother's wedding. Uh So like the you know they're dressed up super nice, and they took a few pictures to announce as like the engagement photos. Went on the internet, and a bunch of people saw it and got super pissed off. You know, like child's rights group and stuff. Actually, one of the groups called the National Center for Motherhood and Childhood said that it is an assassination of childhood and that it deprives oh, them please. of educational and growth opportunities.
2: Wait, wait, because they're married? They can't go to school? Why
1: could- well, because they're engaged at 11.
2: But you can still pursue academics. At, I mean, I feel like that's like an American elitist thing. Like, if that's like, a, oh, we know better than you, Egypt, Well, the outrage right? wasn't in
1: America. The outrage was in Egypt. Oh, it was in Egypt. So, yeah, it was localized to that region.
2: Oh, well, then, yeah. Then if it's not even appropriate for that region, then, yeah. I mean, getting married too early is, I wouldn't recommend it, but I wouldn't you know, judge someone.
0: They were just engaged though. Like what, what, what if they're just planning the wedding and it like happens in like when they're like 25,
1: that's, what's going to happen is that they banned weddings for, you know, preteens years ago. But so what families do to get around it is they'll do these arranged sort of family marriages at young ages and they'll just wait till the kids are 18 and then they'll actually get it married. Mm-hmm. But they're essentially married now.
0: Is there a promise ring, or <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's
2: out of a Fruit Loop box? Well, is even-
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, they got it from like a vending machine, or they won it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean they're not even in high school yet, though. So are they doing promise rings at that age?
0: You know what was the uh, what's the stay virgin ring? <laughs> Maybe you can. Exchange oh yeah, that.
1: what's that called? The, the purity ring. The purity the ring. Purity ring. Purity the Jonas ring. The Jonas Brothers ring from like yeah. ten years ago. <laughs> the purity ring. They probably do have to have something like that. Because I imagine, isn't the Middle East like a fairly uptight sort of religious-y part of the world?
2: (laughs) Where would you get that idea? (laughs) Fundamentalists.
1: Uh, I heard, somebody told me once at a bodega. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. (laughs) I assume,
1: (laughs) I assume it's the truth. And so one of the things about this marriage or these types of marriages is that they're more common to rural and more conservative parts of the Middle East. So you guys, there are teen moms and early weddings in all parts of the world that are rural. It's not just America. Right. So I think we can take some solace yeah, in that, and, right?
0: And, <laughs> uh, and banging your cousin. It's all just basically every rural reason.
2: If it works for them, I just hate when people, jo- like, it's fine. You know, I mean, I guess if she's having babies too young or she didn't want to do this marriage, I I could see the outrage, but it works for them. Calm the fuck down, you know?
1: Okay, all right. I like that. You know, just don't bother other cultures. Leave your manifest destiny out of the Middle East. Right, I feel like that's yeah. not a uh, not a bad stance. So you're gonna go fake outrage?
2: Yeah, I think fake outrage. Okay,
1: she's going fake outrage. How do you feel about this, Sandeep? Well, I thought we agreed. as the resident brown guy in the room.
0: I think I think if it was like if it was non-Egyptians like like um, like Americans having outrage, I think that would be fake outrage because it's their culture. If it's within Egypt, I think they have to have that debate on. Um, and then i think it's then is legit outrage. So you're saying because it's local and they're fighting for progress in their own
1: country you think that it's pretty legit because they're fighting for it and there's a reason for it.
0: Yeah, that's not vote. Legit outrage because they yeah, they're, they you have a right to like complain about how things are in your own country and um I think what you
2: said was right. They're in the same age bracket. But this was like, you know, i once saw on a tv show like a mormon leader wanted to marry this 8-year-old in the mormon church and I thought that was, you know, because it's a power. I mean, isn't it
0: in his defense, did you check out that eight-year-old? Oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> she was hot. She <laughs> that curly blonde hair. Yeah, that's something I would be like, all right, that's disgusting. But
0: she had the body of a five-year-old.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, like you said, 11 and 12, it's not like there's a, a power, an, um, an abuse of power there. Do you know what I mean?
1: Well, if there is any abuse of power, I feel like it's the the dad and that sort of um, societal pressure over the children, over both the children. It's not a gender thing. It's just they're saying like, you're getting married in eight years to your cousin. Congratulations. Because I feel like when you're, you know, that young, you really don't know what you're looking for in a partner, in a marriage partner. Right. I'm 30 now. And like, I'm just now starting to maybe get an idea, but still (laughs) not really. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And also, one of the other quotes from your article that I forgot to share a second ago, this is key to the story, is that the dad said that the son and the um, cousin, they bonded really strongly over Facebook and Instagram, and so they knew they were in love enough to get married.
2: Yeah, it's going to be shit like that at that age. You know, like, oh, I like One Direction. You like One Direction. Oh, we must be meant to be, you know? They give
0: me One Erection. Yeah. (laughs) What age were you when you got your first erection, Sandeep? Oh, uh... Yeah, it was pretty. I, I think it was like seven. I I think I was rocking some some wood.
2: Don't baby boys have them at seven. like three? They have baby erections. Well, we
1: don't know what it is or what to do with it till we're at least like eleven or twelve. So he's oh right God. at that golden age where he's discovering the, uh, you know, no one who knows how to run it like the owner. You know what
0: I mean? <clears throat> <laughs> he knows right. how to. Right. It took some. It took a while. We're to talking go, about get 12 year olds off.
1: Okay, God, <laughs> I, I didn't want to have to fucking go right in, but. <laughs> That's what we're talking
0: about. Apparently. Thanks for the clar- clarification. Yeah.
1: Okay. Damn. Uh, so you're going fake outrage because yeah, you, you it's, think it's manifest destiny. What do we
2: know about their, the, this this culture, this society, or you know? And I guess you know you said the Egyptian thing. So
1: and you're saying it's pretty legit because it's, it's coming from country. within Egypt, within the culture. Oh man. So I'm, I'm deciding vote. Dun, yeah. dun, dun. Oh, Pick the right of, answer. Son of a bit. Whoa. Yes, Mom. That was, <laughs> you will do what's right for you. Uh, oh, man. This is a really tough one, actually, because I, I kind of see both sides of the coin here. I mean, I really don't like seeing preteens that are already set to get married and don't get to have that sort
0: of period of discovery in their life. Why
1: do you need a discovery?
0: I mean, have you seen Beverly Hills 90210? Yeah. They have they, all that stuff to go through. Yeah,
1: they don't get to go through that first horrible breakup and... Actually, no, no, fuck it. I'm going to fake outrage too. Let's spare spare these people some pain of uh, high school breakups. <laughs> there we go.
2: No, Brendan, Dylan.
1: Yeah, exactly. Jason Priestley can suck it. Okay, that's we're going to fake outrage for that one. Leave the Egyptians alone. Don't tell them how to marry their cousins or not to.
2: Yeah, what and do? I yeah, I just feel like needing to go through some period of finding yourself. Like that's such like an American like modern thing like I didn't why have is to find necessary? myself dad yeah like maybe you don't need to find yourself maybe <laughs> you're here like where are you
1: looking you're fine you know yeah well and it's like that in some in in rural American culture like yeah. uh, and you're from where originally I'm from Jersey New Jersey originally yeah. and you're from Chicago. Right. See, I'm from small town America and like I have friends who like you know, they started fucking dating when they were like fourteen and they had a kid at nineteen and they're married now. Yeah. You know, and they have like two, three kids. Like that's a normal thing in a lot of like rural conservative parts of the world. Right. Is they didn't they never went through that. They're like, Oh hey, he you know, he grew up down the road from me and our parents were friends and uh I mean, that's only one step away from marrying your second cousin, right? (laughs) (laughs) Very
2: similar. Yeah,
1: mathematically. So, yeah, and it works for them. And a lot of them are happy as hell. They're not fucking miserable and cynical like I am here in the city. So maybe there's something to be said for that.
0: And you probably automatically get along with your (laughs) in-laws.
1: Yeah, because you've known them since uh, you were, you know, in diapers. they're your family.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, fake outrage.
1: Leave the... Leave the Middle East alone. Don't quit meddling. We wouldn't have gotten away with it if it weren't for you meddling kids. <laughs> <laughs> and so moving along, now we at least get to talk about somebody who's 20. Okay. So now we're in the legal range. You guys Ooh. excited?
2: Oh, I'm very excited. Bring Fuck it yeah. on, 20 We get to talk
1: about Kendall Jenner. Ooh. That's, yeah. I Ooh. saw the
2: boners go up and that. One.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, so Kendall Jenner sparked some outrage recently on Instagram when she had a photo shoot for Vogue Spain. That was uh, ballerina-based. She went to Spain. She flew there. She did a photo shoot to where she dressed up like a ballerina and did some like ballerina poses. And apparently the ballerinas are pissed, you guys. Why? Because, you know, this is one of my favorite things I've ever said in this show. The ballerinas wanted her to, quote, stay in her lane, unquote.
2: (laughs) Get over yourself.
1: Uh, You know, I got to side with the ballerinas in this one. No, I do. I really, because I feel the same way about this that I feel like, do you remember the time that Madonna got to do fucking stand up on the Tonight Show? Oh. <laughs> That's how I felt when I fucking read this.
2: Or Michael Jordan plays baseball.
1: Yeah. Well, in his defense, baseball is hard and he did try in the minor leagues for like years. Yeah. He didn't just be like, I'm going to fucking play for the White Sox. He actually tried out and did the minor leagues. Whereas like, I've never seen Madonna in the open mics. At the pair. I don't know about you guys, but yeah, she just did the Tonight Show, which is kind of, you know, so I kind of felt some, some, uh, is it sympathy or empathy? Empathy. It's empathy. I felt some empathy for these ballerinas because dancing is hard, you know, not to like toot my own horn, but like when I first moved here, I dated a girl who was like a professional Broadway dancer and that's fucking hard. That's like every night of the week, five, six nights a week, like you get one day off and you're constantly training, and you're learning all this shit. How was
0: the, uh, how was the her the flexibility there? <laughs> uh, where, <laughs> what, whatever oh, do you mean, limbriness? Sandeep. <laughs> yeah, what do you mean by that?
2: <laughs>
0: did she contort herself and?
1: In, in what way?
0: In any position? <laughs> yes,
1: and she did it during sports center, which I regret breaking up with her to this day. <laughs> anyway. Let's move on from Phil's personal life. You look so confused right now, Sandy. But what do you want me to explain? <laughs> <laughs>
0: what did Sports Center have to do with?
1: Is to- any girl that lets you get it on during Sports Center? Oh, okay. That's a. It's kind of like, you know. It's, that's the dream.
0: Yeah, it's a selling point with all and in, in all these her limber, dancing positions.
1: Yeah. So I I fucked that one up. That that's a big regret that I have. Okay. In my life, so.
0: Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm a little glad if I don't think if, if that worked out, there's no way you'd be doing this podcast with me. You would just if, be have you a yeah. lifetime of boning during SportsCenter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then not much. leave the house.
1: Yeah. I, you'd be doing this podcast with somebody else and or this podcast might not exist. I don't know. Anyway, opportunity cost, I guess. So all 16 of our listeners get to enjoy you guys living through my past pain. Eh. Anyway. Uh, okay. Was she doing ballet or was she a. Uh, Posing as a... She was just doing posing. She doesn't know ballet. But it still pissed the people off. You know what I mean? Because I'm sure that there's someone in the ballerina world who is, you know, also attractive and limber, you know, much like a 20-year-old model would also be, that is, you know, that could have qualified for the photo shoot. But instead they gave it to Kendall Jenner because they wanted a big name. I see. She
2: stole jobs. Mm -hmm. She was taking jobs away from ballerinas.
1: I guess that's the, the stance they took. Right. You know?
2: It's kind of like when a reality TV star gets hired or casted in a major picture, you know, major motion picture.
1: If our listeners could see the scowl on your face when you just said that sentence.
2: Yes, I remember when, what was it, Kristen Cavallari got casted in a movie with um, Robert De Niro and there were actors that were like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm sitting here eating ramen noodles, you know, and this girl who was like on a reality show is getting cast with Robert De Niro.
1: Yeah. Oh, I was super pissed when the fat Jew got a, a part in the Zoolander movie.
2: Yeah, it's like stuff like that. I was it's like, like
1: fuck you. Like, yeah, you yeah. didn't go
2: through the struggle.
1: Exactly. Now so you do also do acting?
2: Um, not as I do more stand up, but yeah. Okay. If if there are acting positions available, I'll do them. <laughs> if anyone is a director in in the listener
1: world. So uh the verdict in this one, I'm gonna go legit outrage. I think that the ballerinas have every right to be upset for like you said, the job stealing thing. I think that's one way to uh, certainly look at it.
0: Who well, who is she posing for? Vogue Spain. Vogue Spain. Yeah. In a ballet in a ballet yeah outfit. Okay. Yeah. See, in that in that case I got to go fake outrage. It's not like <laughs> Vogue's the turning point for you. Because Vogue <laughs> isn't like a ballet magazine. Had they had yeah. Caitlyn Jenner not not done that, it's not like they would have had a ballerina on the cover. They would've just had some model. Yeah. Some random fashion model. I see
1: what you so, mean. And you by know, the way, I'm not shitting salarinas. on modeling just for the, cause, uh, I've never dated a model, but I have a f- couple friends who are, and it like sucks. <laughs> like yeah. you have to do like 18 hour long fucking photo shoots and, and not eat. Yeah. It's, it's, it's horrible. And like, especially if you're like the lower levels and you're like new to the country and speak no English. It's basically like human trafficking. (laughs) Like it really, it's, yeah, yeah. there's that whole end of it too. So, you know, modeling does suck. I'm not shitting on her for being a model, but I I definitely would, it'd be cool to get a a ballerina into, into Vogue, wouldn't it? Am 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 I alone in that sentiment? I don't know. So I'm going. I think it's a fashion magazine, though, it's, right? Yeah, it's a Vogue. fashion
2: magazine. It's not like Ballerina Today or you know. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. If she was
0: on, is that a magazine? Is that a magazine? I, I'm
2: assuming it's somewhere in the United States. Ballerina Today, but Ballerina
0: Digest. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If she was on Ballerina <laughs> Digest, yeah. I would I would share the <laughs> share the legit outrage. <laughs> uh, so I'm going legit outrage. You're going fake.
1: I had to put it on you, but you're the, you're our deciding God, factor here.
2: Like fake. I have to go with fake. It's like get over yourself. Like I'm sure. I know that the job market's not amazing for ballerinas, but like (laughs) the fashion magazine, they're not going to hire you you or you're not going to be in the cover. Certainly, you know? So,
1: okay. All right. So, two to
0: one, two to one in on that one. Some, uh, Big some, yeah, some a little, a little spiteful of the, the ballerinas. I didn't, you know, I always think of ballerinas like these nice little dainty, but, uh. You know,
2: when you haven't eaten, it's, it's,
0: yeah. it's called being little,
2: hangry, you know, yeah, everything right. makes you <laughs> a
0: yeah. little
1: grumpy. She's eaten nothing but celery for the last six weeks. Okay, that's uh. You gotta not. Actually, no. Ballerina. Wouldn't you have to eat a lot of carbs and shit for that? Because you have to like be no. muscular and nimble and shit.
2: No, you have to be thin. You have to be. You know.
1: Yeah, but don't you still have to be able to like do
0: twirls and.
2: Yeah, but I think it's it's still you're, like anorexic. You know, a lot of ballerinas are anorexic, and you know.
0: How was what was the eating situation in Black Swan? I, yeah, remember what, was, what the, was she doing?
2: Or was it center stage? Center stage, there was a girl who had an eating disorder to be thinner because you're lighter on your feet. If you're if you're too heavy, you're not going to be as light on your feet and you won't.
1: Uh, I see be what as you gr- mean.
2: There is a ballerina now. I think she's like I don't know her name, but she's supposedly more stealthy, more like, you know, you know, normal. And everyone's like praising her, but the, but the fact is I know a girl who's a ballerina and she said the thing is she's not that good. It just <laughs> you need to be very thin to be to go there's a gracefulness to ballet and if you're a little heavier, it's not going to be as graceful.
1: Oh, so yeah. so what you're saying is it's Less important to have the muscle to carry yourself and more important to just have nothing to carry.
2: I guess balls? Yeah, yeah, it has to be this like thin, like that's why the bar, the bar method they take. You have to be a very thin muscle that you can just gracefully go on the stage. You can't be like an elephant, you know? So, I don't
1: mm. know. more finesse than power. Right. Okay. Yeah, it's I more understand. graceful
0: when you're like, you, you can barely keep yourself up. You're just kind of <laughs> stumbling. <laughs> And oh man You just have no blood sugar And then yeah. you're have, then you eating carrots for six weeks And then someone poses as a ballerina You're like, fuck that girl yeah. I, I can see that okay. Yeah, I, I can get a little bit So I forgot
1: at the beginning to do this We usually do uh, our guest projects up front But I totally forgot I was so excited to talk about incest um, <laughs> That So you have going on, Amanda You ha- you do this week in sex? Yeah, the, week, th- sex the week in sex The week in sex Is it this yeah. or the? The the week in yep, sex, mm-hmm. okay, and you do that with Alan Finn. Alan right? Finn, yeah. And I'm imagining you talk about um, baking recipes. On oh that? yeah, we okay. talk about um, weeks.
2: <laughs> actually, we talk about our favorite weeks. Um, Gluten free all weeks. Yeah, uh, all 52. <laughs> um, no, it's great. I actually am the news correspondent, where I do the, you know, the the news pertaining to sex. So um, a lot of Donald Trump we talk about um, recently, but. It's a great podcast. What's the
1: news in, in relating to him? I mean,
2: every week there's a sec, you know, the sex accusations um, and mm-hmm. the the comments he makes about women. And, uh, you know, we talk about that. And uh, <laughs> and especially his daughter, which is disgusting. So, I mean, speaking of incest, right?
1: Ooh. Yeah. I think his daughter's pretty hot. Actually, I think both of his daughters are super hot. Yeah. <laughs> I he
0: agrees with you. He thinks his daughter's pretty hot. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I can't. Uh, I can't shit on the family that hard. And I
2: think that's part of the selling point: is how gorgeous this family is, and it's like they're going to make America great again. And like this, you know, this gorgeous family.
1: I think there there is an element of people being like, "Oh, that's like our version of a royal family." That's now.
2: what I think.
1: I, I, I think there is some element of that. People why people are so attracted to it.
2: I watched a Trump rally yesterday, the West, uh, the uh, Birmingham one, because I was so intrigued because I never heard one, mm-hmm. and he just he makes you feel like you're going to be on a winning team. He's just like, we're the best. We're going to, you know, and then this whole gorgeous family comes out. and You're like, I want to be on that team. Yes, I want to be on that team. I want to be in your country club, please. Um, but, you know, most of us would never get into the country club that he belongs to.
1: So <laughs> yeah, that's unless we're, you know, a server there. Right. Or, no, right. Yeah. And,
2: and, you know, I think people who <laughs> vote for Trump that aren't white males, I'm sorry, I'm going to say this, want to be part of a country club that nobody wants them in.
1: Well, that's always been the, like, Republican, not to get political, I hate doing politics oh, in the oh, show, sorry to the show, but, it. like, that's always been the Republican promise of, like, vote for us, we'll make you rich like us, and yeah. it never comes true, you know, and so anyway, you do The Week in Sex, and, oh, actually, fun fact, the original title for this show was supposed to be uh, This Week in Fake Outrage, or The Week in Fake Outrage, but but Jay and I, well, mostly a J is like, no, let's call it something else, so, <laughs> so that got ixnayed. Uh, And also, you do some work for The Reductress, too? Yeah, yeah. I love The Reductress. Oh, great. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. it's great. We had Jasmine on like five or six months ago. she's wonderful. Yeah, she's fucking hilarious. Yeah. And so you, what do you do for The Reductress?
2: Um, I submit articles. I, uh, satirical, it's a satirical news article. Some people call it the female onion, um... But, uh, I didn't know
1: if it was a joke the first couple times that yeah. I saw it, and that's the thing I think it turns some people off because I, when I first got into this scene, I started seeing a few posts from people, and I started reading a few of the articles, and I couldn't tell if you if if like it was just a joke that only women were in on, or they're just fucking with men. Or or if it was like a serious thing, and I, and then after a while, I realized, oh, it's all my, these comedians doing it,
2: right? Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. And yeah. That, once you
1: realize <laughs> that that they're just being purely sarcastic, right? It's amazing, right? But it takes it's kind of an acquired taste for some people, especially for men mm-hmm. who don't understand it, because it is initially a little bit shocking. Uh-huh. But now that I'm, I'm I'm like you know I get it. Yeah. I think it's great. Right. I think it's fucking hilarious. I love the whole um the week of rape thing you guys did. Oh
2: yeah, well, I, I the, one of my articles were was a part of that awesome uh the fun drink the drinks i don't know if you remember specifically the title but yeah so
1: oh, wait, the one about um like drink drinks to get raped to oh, <laughs> is that the
2: it was a fun fun cocktails when they ask you what were you drinking i wrote that one.
1: Oh, okay the
2: one that everyone remembers no they don't i'm just kidding yeah um <laughs> no but yeah i can completely get it. that's why when i share the articles i'm like this is satire because <laughs> there are people that don't even know what the word satire means i was at a bar and a guy was like what satire? Well,
0: that's because you're in Hoboken. Yeah,
2: right. <laughs> in all fairness, it was a bro. It was a bro. You know, yeah. I guess if you work in finance all day, you don't remember the English. What is this
1: shit? What's satire? What, what is the, this? What's this yeah. chick's doing trying to be funny? Why'd they leave the kitchen? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> right. What the fuck's going on? <laughs> Wait, so it's true. It isn't true. What? What is this? Right, right, right. <laughs> well, that was my, I swear, that was my initial reaction. But then I started reading a few. I'm like, oh, this is fucking great. But it does take a few times right. of seeing it to know mm-hmm. what the fuck you're looking at. Right. And you think some
2: men would look at that and be like, oh my God, like it's too much. Like it's a turnoff. No. No.
1: I love it. I think it's great. I do. And it's actually scored me points with, with women. Like, I've been out on dates and shit. No, I'm serious. And they'll talk. Like, once I figure out, like, what level of politics a girl is at, and I find out she's, like, you know, very feminist and very left, I'm like, oh, yeah, do you read, like, The Reductress? Like, yeah, I know, I know a bunch of the chicks are right for that. And I'm like, oh, my God, you do. Like, it's great. So so thank you for helping me sometimes get laid, Reductress. <laughs> so, guys. You're welcome. You, you want to get laid, laid by sh- a
0: feminist chick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> that that's <laughs> exactly their mission statement. <laughs>
1: Help guys before be selling points to guys hey
0: you can get laid by five <laughs> minutes tricks
1: <laughs> oh man and so before we uh, end the show we always give our guests the opportunity is there anything that you're outraged about that you uh, currently want to let some steam off on you can do politics I don't care all
2: right I mean what's else to be outraged I mean I I don't want to read the comment section of these of posts I don't but I, <laughs> I'm so intrigued because I grew up you know very liberal this liberal bubble I'm very curious how conservatives think.
1: I can and translate. I grew up in rural America. I have a lot of friends who are, you know, Republican uh-huh. very conservative. And that's the thing. Like, not many people had the experience I had. And I have a lot of people fr- from, you know, from the Republican or not Republican, but the conservative side who are like, you know, those fucking bunch of goddamn, you know, Yankee sissy, liberal, you know, fuckers. Yeah,
2: wild babies, yeah. You
1: know, exactly. And right now they're saying, like, oh, they're just being brats protesting. Oh, And then on the other side, you have the the city people who are like, we don't care what those fucking cousin fuckers think. Like, you know, fuck them. You know, we hope they fuck a goat. And so it's this whole thing where, like, I I can translate from side to side, but a lot of people can't. You're like the Rosetta Stone of rednecks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So what do you want to know? I I can answer whatever you want to know about rednecks right now.
2: So my my cheerleading coach (laughs) from high school, I I don't know, she's not going to listen to this. Um, I I hope she does. Who I liked, um, well, because I don't think, she's very busy, but... um, but I, I love, I go on her page a lot because she is the only conservative in my echo chamber algorithm, whatever. Um, and I read her stuff, and it, in the comment section, she called liberals white trash. She's like, you know, they're just white trash. I'm like, what?
0: It all comes full circle. How dare you appropriate our term for you? So
2: I'm I'm like, (laughs) my fingers on the keypad, I'm like, Amanda, don't, don't, who gives a shit, let them talk, you Mm -hmm. know, what do you, what's it, you're not going to, and then another teacher of mine from high school posted this meme of, you know, the protesters and it said, this is what happens when you give a whole generation trophies, participation awards. And I'm thinking, no, that's not what happens or okay, maybe that's what happens, but, but We're protesting fear of what's going to happen under this not-so-administration. He just hired chief of staff a white supremacist.
1: Yeah, right. So let let me try to translate. So the thing is, is that in a lot of small towns in America, they don't have minorities or gay people. Or any type of, like, advanced women's rights. Like, in a lot of those traditional towns, it really is, like, the man goes to work, he comes home, there's a warm meal waiting for him. They don't have gays or they don't have open gays. And so a lot of the concerns that we would have in, in a city, you know, and a lot of the concerns that our friends have, just, that doesn't register to them. Right. You know what I mean? Because it's right. like, well, who fucking cares? Because like, the conservatives in this election, they voted mostly on economic issues, right. not social issues. Right. And that's kind of one of the reasons why fucking Hillary lost all these states that were originally blue is because... You know, it's really hard to tell somebody who is making half the money they did 10 years ago to check their privilege. Right.
2: Totally. And, you, <laughs> you know, know we mean? have a luxury here yeah. of, of worrying about social We have issues. city privilege. Right. We're in the bubble. You know, right.
1: Yeah. And that's that's so that's sort of how a lot of those people were feeling. And I understand that, you know, it's scary as hell and it looks scary because it is. But that's sort of what a lot of people are feeling right. in the rural parts right now. OK. If and that makes sense.
2: Yeah. OK. I, 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 but she taught at East Brunswick High School, Central Jersey. It was very diverse. We every nat. we were one of the most diverse counties in, in the country. So that was so weird to me how she doesn't look at this administration. Well, where is she from
1: originally though? She's
2: from uh, some like I think she's lived all over. I don't remember the her original town. I think Pennsylvania. Um but she's such a she was my English teacher and she's such a, a nice woman and I, I thought woke or whatever. It <laughs> you means. thought she
1: was a nice woman. I
2: thought she was woke enough. And she, this is how I what hate happens that word. Kind of say
1: I fucking hate that word. Oh, I don't my even God. know if I'm allowed
2: to use it I anyway. But anyway, um I don't know. But, but I'm thinking, what don't you don't see how people are. That's what these protests are. They're fear. We're all afraid. A white supremacists are taking power now.
1: You no, know, and absolutely. And it's one of those things. It's not just the white supremacy angle. It's also the angle of there's no real political opposition right now because right. they control every fucking branch of government. Uh-huh, right, and so right, right. they can literally change the rules to how they see fit for the next 20 years. And that's what the scary part is. Mm-hmm. And that's why a lot of people are freaking out. And so, yeah, when people, certain members of my family are like, oh, they're just being brats. It's like, no, dude, you don't understand what's at stake for a lot of people.
2: Okay. And where were they when when Trump said he won't concede? He won't concede unless he wins. He, they didn't think that was bratty?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: I mean, really. I mean, the president is was such a brat or he thinks the whole thing is right or whatever. Everyone's against him. But that was Okay.
1: Anyway. Well, a lot of the country is against him. I mean, it, he lost the popular vote. For, True. No, that starters. is very valid. So, and a lot right. of these fucking people, like, I'll be honest with you, I fear for um, Inauguration Day because I feel like you're going to get a bunch of root and toot and rednecks who are there to cheer him on, and then you're going to get, like, the same amount of protesters who also show up. Right. And it's going to be, like, a melee fucking brawl uh-huh. on Pennsylvania Avenue. Right. And, and mm-hmm. I think, I, I'm, I'm scared. I really, like, I've never seen anything like that. In my um, lifetime, no. I don't know if it's ever happened before.
0: No. Has it in America? A brawl on in in Inauguration box? Day? <laughs> inauguration Day ball? No, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, and
2: the twenty-first, a day after, there's a million woman march in Washington D.C. I don't know if you know about that. I
0: think they're starting early this year.
2: But I'm, I'm afraid to go because I feel like people are going to shoot up. I mean, I think there's going to be like, especially they're going to gun control is not going to be what it is. You well, know, I would
1: imagine based on uh, the whole you know JFK thing that there's going, they're not going to let anybody. There's knows. going to be checkpoints. You're not going to be able to oh, get within 20 miles of there with a gun. So. That's
2: human. I mean, there's human error. You know, I don't, I'm nervous to march. I feel like people are going to, I think it's better. To, I, call your representative. I believe in protests, but call your representative, show up to town hall meetings, say, you know, we don't want this, whatever, you know, whatever they're, they're voting on. So. That's, I think that's as more effective than
0: protesting. He did call for all Muslims to register with the government, by the way. We're not we're not just forgetting. I mean, are we well, just going to forget it about that? He, Rural t- America? he took
2: that he took that off the website. Yeah. But he said it. He said he, it, right. he said yeah. it
0: yeah. M- multiple times. He yeah. backtracked on a lot of he shit in the last on that. four days. He hasn't even just we're just all forgetting about it. He's like, "No, we're going to have an FBI file on all Muslims and we're going to have all the American citizen Muslims going to have to register with the government." And so that's where I'm like, "Okay, I don't. Don't tell me it's just economic issues that that he ran on. No, it's not. You just know, like econo- he didn't, if it was just economic issues, he didn't have to say anything. Well, of here's that the thing: it's stuff. not just economic issues. But, but knew, economic I mean, issues, was, there is. He knew what was going to appeal to that base, right? and it wasn't That's just true. economic that issues. Is
1: economic issues are the reason he won, though. Because here's the thing: Ra- we knew what way the but racists if, if, were going to vote. If, he,
0: if that was true, he would just have not said that. You know? right.
1: Well, no, the thing is, we knew what way the racists were going to vote. Like, <laughs> the fucking guy with the, you know, pickup truck with the spray-painted I hate Obama with a fucking Confederate flag tattooed on three parts of his body. Like, he wasn't a swing voter.
0: <laughs> right. Okay. and So, so but, then why did he have to say that, then? No, that's... If a, they're already going to vote knew, for
2: him. No, he knew it was what they wanted to hear.
1: Yeah,
0: exactly. Right. He's
2: he a salesman. F- he knows this is an untapped market, and this yeah. is what you say. So
1: the, the, what put him over the top was lack of enthusiasm for the opposing candidate and economic issues. Right. That I mean, yes, there's a lot of fucking racism in this country. I he, mean, there
0: have been Republicans that ran before, and they just didn't, they just didn't say that stuff because right. they didn't want to... I mean, they, I think they had some uh, some morals and some moral compass. But well, they he, ran on the same adults, economic issues. You know?
1: He had to rally up the base, though, when he was first running because no one took him seriously. So he had to go so far hard right that the fucking rednecks were like, oh, yeah, he's one of us. You know that's that's why he did all that shit, especially towards during the primaries. Yeah, but
0: I think it's it's a little it's a little dismissive to say race you know racism didn't have anything to do with it when he's saying that kind of shit, blatant like anti constitutional. We're gonna surveil American citizens based on their religion stuff. No, I agree with you. Those people exist, but that wasn't what put him over the top. Maybe I mean it's it's a little like it's all in the same bucket, right? I don't think can't any of those. You people can't take were. you can't take water from my half of the bucket. It's all the same bucket. Well, you can't take, you know, votes. That we're, I mean, the racists could have put them over the top in the economic, you know, like you could just pick if it's all the same. Well, I don't voters. think any of those guys were going to vote for Hillary. That's
1: <laughs> what I'm saying. Like the, the well, you hey, didn't have to say that. The I get mean, back I think I'm to backhand you guys. Those are those are not going to those aren't going to suddenly swing left a week before the election. You know they know might I mean? have been
0: more enthusiastic and voted when they wouldn't have voted otherwise.
1: Right. Yeah. I, oh, I no, think I agree true. with
0: you. Yeah. So that's that's votes.
1: That's
2: what brought them out to the polls
1: yes, but I think the economic stuff is is what
0: actually won it for him because he won a bunch of states that were traditionally blue right I mean it's tr- I mean that has the, if, it's they, both, break, they, they all had something to do with it it's not like there was one thing that was there and then when you get a vote it's it's count of vote for you regardless of what your reason was so if there were Twenty million that were inspired from the racist stuff, and thirty million, you know, for economics. You know, it's the twenty. You needed the twenty million as well.
1: Right, right, right. Yeah, but if he wouldn't have gone so hard with the with either side, he wouldn't have gotten those votes. He knew what he was doing. Right.
2: Oh, he knew. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying.
1: It's he, it so was your outrage account. is is based on what exactly? Because we gotta. That's I want to try to wrap it up.
2: <laughs> my my teachers, my old teachers, and what they your outrage at your
1: old uh, English teacher, English, and okay. my old
2: cheerleading coach for um, not understanding or. Not understanding where liber- liberals were coming from for saying, "How dare you call me a racist, you whiny bratty liberals?" <laughs> That's basically what we what it came down to.
1: Yeah, well, and and I will say too, there's an element of that as well where. You know, when you do something that's not racist and someone calls you racist, it's like, dude, come on. Like, now we're seeing the real racists in America. Right, right. And it's like, yeah, those guys that are fucking celebrating in North Carolina with the hoods on, those are the racists. So, you know, when you, you made a mild joke towards your friend at work, you know, who was cool with you anyway, that's not really being racist. You know, and so I think we, we there's there's 50 shades of racism, right, right, right. if you will. And, and I think we need to start being I don't want to say accepting of racism because that's the wrong way to say it. But, like, you have to understand that some people, there's deep South racism and then there's just like mild city racism.
2: You're saying not be so PC. Tone down the, the PC. Well, I think
1: one of the good things about this election is we realize, like, I personally, my stance on this is that the PC culture and the alienation of a lot of those middle of the range people is what made them go right. And I think that one of the the, sort one of the only good things that come out of this election, I think we're going to burn off a little bit of that PC culture because people are going to be like, oh, shit, we've got real things to bitch about now. Mm -hmm. You know, like there's real problems and there's real scary shit happening now, you know. So somebody who might have said a very, very innocuous comment, you're going to have to forgive him because he's probably on your side anyway. You know, because being told and funny you mentioned the word woke like I've been told by people like you're not an ally and you're not woke. And it's like, fuck you. Yes, I am. Like, you know, I, I vote left. I'm on board like with all the lefty kind of stuff. You know, like I, I want to live in, in the utopia world with the woman president and equal rights and equal pay and all that. Like, who are you to tell me what my stances are? Well,
2: maybe some areas you're not woke. I mean, you know, there's areas that's I'm a not ver- woke, Yeah,
1: absolutely. Where
2: I like say something, do something. It's like, you know, that's a little racist. And I'm like, oh, I didn't, you know, I didn't know that was racist. Thank you yeah. for, you know. Well,
1: I think now, now is the time in America where we need to start clarifying, is it racist or not? <laughs> I think that's the right. next wave. Well, it definitely, I
2: think, we're. I mean, this is a saying, right? Everybody's racist, everybody's sexist, but you have to, whether you're aware of it and it, mm-hmm. and correcting it in yourself and say, you know what, when you say something like that, that's sexist. So don't, so don't say that or don't, you know.
1: Well, yeah, I think you're right. And, but the thing is, I think part of the, uh, part of that is the delivery mechanism. Like if someone says something that is, you know, sort of, then they didn't know better. Pull them aside and be like, hey, you know, like, just to let you know, like, there's this whole. Patriarchy problem we've got going on and right. we really it's, it's hurtful to some people and you know, I'm your friend and I care about you. But instead people just come out with fucking guns blazing, it's like you fucking must hate women. You I hate agree. women, don't yes. you? You're fucking sexist. It's right. Like, whoa, hey. Education
2: I think educating people the is the fucking, best way. Put instead the gun of like labeling down, you know? them, you know, just you know, a few months ago, that was a big thing, calling well, people rape
1: a- Yeah, labeling labeling people who, who really were trying yeah. to do good is not a way to get right. them And to that's join what your happened with the Democrats.
2: Party. Liberal elitists don't yeah. include the working man in their, in their agenda. I think that's part of it. I do think there's a racism component, but if the Democrats want to win in 2020, um, I think mm-hmm. they have to include the working class man, white man and some compassion. Yeah.
1: And, and not just call him racist because he happens to live in Ohio and you don't know him. You know, that's kind of, that's sort of, does that make any sense? Sandeep? You're just nodding your head over there. <laughs> you know, Hillary Clinton never called anyone right. a racist.
0: Yeah, and but she, a lot of her she never she did, never dude. said a, a a a bad word about anyone in a. But you know what she did say she. No, said, no, but hold on. I mean, Donald Trump said that I'm going to car. I, I mean, I think this is part of white privilege. Is you can just like kind of dismiss when someone says something overtly not no, constitutional right. against you're a certain right. group and be like, yeah, but we know I was voting for him for this reason. It's like yeah, you're you, you know you just did sell out like a a, a large portion of American no, citizens. that's true. And so some. Because some fucking white person made fun of someone in Ohio. I mean, that's not what Hillary Clinton did. And this is the difference that Donald Trump did she that. she did say basket of deplorables. Oh, please. She
2: said half. Half the voters. And she's talking about the KKK.
0: This guy just said it like five times no. every rally. And she she made a comment that she apologized You're for. You're not, not the same first thing. of all.
1: But the thing is, when you he was talking to his own base, she was talking to his base. And that's the difference. Is When you talk to people about people like that, you know, because those guys are sitting there on the couch going, pff, city folk think they're better than
0: us and that's kind of what happened it was the it was the better than me syndrome i agree that she should not have said that but in a year and a half campaign when Mm -hmm. i mean when you say uh, trillions of words and and you say something inarticulate and then you take it back i agree she should not have said but then if you're going to be upset about that then don't ignore when someone says that 10 times a day in their rallies you know and i just don't think they're comparable and for that for that reason i mean doesn't volume amount amount of shit vanner the thing is, yeah, it was and she a, didn't say anything. I mean, it's blatantly unconstitutional. I don't think a someone of color who said something like "I'm going to start carding rural people" and then say "Ah, I, I didn't," you know, whatever, we're going to let that go. No one, no one is going to let that go. But like when a when a white guy says it, you can let that go. And I think that's the that's the issue. But there. the thing is, it
1: wasn't Hillary herself necessarily. It was a lot of her supporters. That's my point. It wasn't Hillary and that's herself, the, and then and that's we got the problem the, though. Well, we got the president the, himself. Now. When you're talking to people who are from the other side of the aisle, so to speak, and they talk to you in a certain way and they talk to you condescendingly, like how the fuck, what do you think people are going to think of you?
0: Yeah, some you some know? liberal who is like some dude who doesn't know Hillary. I mean, it's a very different when Donald Trump himself said it. That's what I'm saying, is that you, you you can't call those two things equal, and I don't think you can let it go as easily either. I think that's part of like. What well that goes back to the
1: original thing we were talking about was that this this election was won off of economic issues, not social issues. A lot of those people forgave the crazy shit he said because they felt that he was the candidate that was going to offer better economic. Change. And they didn't
2: care about people of color and, and women. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, they kind of threw him under the bus, and that w- that 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 wouldn't be tolerated if someone said something against rural white people. Right. No, like it's that. true.
2: You're right. And about then,
0: then there would be no amount of oh well we're doing it that no one would take that as an excuse. You know. No, if, if someone says something against rural white people, rural white people wouldn't, wouldn't forgive something as outrageous that I'm going to make every rural white person register with the government. Yeah, but he's not the one that
1: said or that. Or every, every Christian
0: register with the government. You know how, how is that going to be received? And how much, I mean, I mean compared to what, what the outrage is now, that I have to just remind people that he said this, it's not even really being really talked about, you know?
1: No, I agree with you. I agree with all that. But it's the general attitude of the, the sort of snootiness that is perceived when people are from the bubble like the LA or New York bubble you know what I'm saying I, I hear what you're saying I just don't I see. I think it's a false equivalence
2: we can agree to disagree I yeah. mean
1: yeah we're going to have to agree <laughs> to disagree in that. we're going to wrap it up right there <laughs> and you can uh, you can tell me how much of an asshole I am anytime you want at the fake outrage report at gmail.com <laughs> Sandeep Sen yes I'm, stay strong kids I hope you have a good magical weekend and you can follow Amanda Gale online at
2: um, uh, at Amanda Gale on Twitter
1: Madden and Gill on Twitter. Until next time, please don't marry your cousins. Thanks for listening.